Yo, 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 it's your boy Sig Neutron. What's up, everybody? Boy, have I got an episode for you today. Uh, we just recorded it last night, and I was just so stoked about it. I just got to put it out because uh, it's awesome. I have a special guest, Wayne Brecky. Uh, and if you don't know Wayne, he's from uh, Necronomicast and also runs Dungeon Crate. Uh, two really cool, awesome things that you guys should check out. Uh, we first sort of uh, get, came in contact with each other over face-off, and then he found out that I was a nerd too, and then we started uh, connecting over D&D, and then we did a uh, we collaborated on one of the dungeon crates where it was like a binge bug adventure. It was super awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, and then now we are connecting on yet another uh, level, which is uh, spirituality. I've found out, he told me he does rune reading, and uh, he offered to give me a reading, and so I took him up on the offer, and he gave me a reading, and then right afterwards, we recorded this podcast. So uh, enjoy this episode. It's got a lot of... Uh, stuff about like i just want to feature um different methods of spirituality and different ways that you can interact with the other side because like i said there's no wrong way to do anything so i i want to make it a point to have lots of people come on the show um and you know share what they do and how they interact with the other side so uh enjoy i think there's a lot of really helpful information here for you guys to just take and make your own so yeah i'm sig neutron and this is One man and one podcast (laughs) and Uh, one life-changing reading. (laughs) Wayne, thanks so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. This hey, is, it is, it's great to be here. It's great to see your face, even though they can't. I can, <laughs> and it is. Yeah, you're looking good, and I'm, yeah, I'm really glad to connect again. Yeah, so, I mean, if you hear the giddiness in my voice, uh, <laughs> Wayne just gave me a ruin reading, um, and, man, we just, like, basically scratched the surface of spiritual stuff. We were talking about all kinds of stuff, and I was like, okay, I guess we just yeah. got to, like, stop <laughs> and, and hit yeah, record. Yeah, because... control ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, first, I just want to paint the picture. So... Wayne, tell us about what you do, because you do a lot of different, you're like me, like you do tons of different stuff. Yeah, I, uh, well, right now I own Dungeon Crate, which is a, an, a role-playing subscription box, or subscription box for role-playing gamers. So if you play Dungeon Dragons, Pathfinder, I supply a monthly crate of accessories, dice minis and all that kind of stuff. And I've been doing that for about five years, and that it basically took my hobby as a kid and turned it into a business, and... You know, on top of that, that always led into, well, even before that, it was a lot of, I did a lot of art. Uh, so I did paintings, uh, but mainly got into, and when I got in, more into Dungeon Crate, I was doing terrain, crafting, making dragon heads out of, you know, big full-size stuff. And so I do that with Worlds of Waincraft. And, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I pretty much do that. And then during this whole time over the past, well, I was even, while I was running Dungeon Crate, we started five years ago. It had to have been about a year and a half ago is when I was, you know, guided to the other to the runes and, and different things like that. But uh, it really actually was a really good tool to keep me centered and grounded and and kind of on task when you're running a small business. And Dungeon Crate is one of those things when you're running a, you know, sub box business is built for 
a couple that wants to make extra income and then mm -hmm. people turn it into bigger companies. And when you're relying on it, it's, you know, yeah, it takes a lot of work, causes a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And you, you know, a lot of them fold and, and we just have a great community of, of nerds. And uh, that's where I saw you, uh, you know, when I saw you on, on FaceHop and you had this, I was like, what is he doing the D20 pennant? Like, what does he play? Is he a nerd? <gasps> and so, yeah. And we did that box together, which uh, he's like, yeah, you guys don't know. Sig, Sig you, you, you gave me that. Oh, I got these creatures from my uh, sleazy universe that maybe we can work with. I'm like, what? Okay, let me look at that. And then I looked at him like, oh, wow, this is adult. This is going to be an adult uh, <laughs> module. And uh, we are totally doing this. And it was nuts. It was a, it was crazy. It was super fun. So yeah, I love the mechanics that you came up with that. That was, that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was super fun. And yeah, and through all that stuff, you know, that coming back to this has been you know interesting. So yeah, so you did. You know, you got Necronomicast and yeah, podcasting. Yeah, and uh, and you know, it's it's weird because like I I find myself in especially now it's i've always just done so many different things and i try to figure out how how to make it all fit you know and uh yeah and it's interesting because like the reading that you just did for me was like so mind-blowing because okay I, let's just crack it open because i'm like yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. it's um it. so you know so we connected over like you know dungeons and dragons and stuff and now we're having this completely strange coincidental conversation right now talking about spirituality and all of this stuff and that's what i really want to like when i started my podcast it wasn't about spirituality at all it was just about weird shit you know and now that i have opened my mind to spirituality and the other side I, i'm constantly coming in contact with other people that are having similar ex experiences and you know it's i think a lot of people if they write off spirituality, they don't realize that like a lot of people are having shared common experiences that are completely separate. And there's no way that like, it could be like coincidence, you know? Right. Like, oh, what? It's hard to explain to people that too, without, um, you know, them, them trying to figure it out on their own, because it's, it's one of those things that you have to experience yourself to understand. I yeah. Think. Yeah, definitely. It's sorry. It was my, follow notification going off man i'm just <laughs> um so but yeah so all right so uh, my listeners know that last uh last year i had this crazy spiritual awakening and they've been kind of following the journey through the episodes so like for you what was your like spiritual awakening like uh it, it was is prompt I, w I would say um i was i think i grew up in california and i had a, i was kind of raised myself i think when i was 15 i i became buddhist in a Nichiren, uh, Nichiren Soshu and Soka Gakkai. Uh, and, and so I, I was really attracted to that spiritually. Uh, my parents never really took us to church or anything. Um, I did have not great experiences with Christianity. I didn't understand it. I had friends whose parents were Buddhist and was told that they were going to go to hell and suffer. And so, you know, typical thing like that. I was a I had all these different experiences throughout my life and was searching kind of, you know, I, not only I'm a, I'm a drummer as well, um, again, podcasting for 15 years. So it's like all these different things in the media and all these different people that I've met playing in bands and all these different experiences, uh, all the different jobs and creative endeavors I've done. I was wondering why, why, why did I have all these kind of what I would consider a carrot being held out in front of me and I, I could almost get there, but it would never, never, you know, yeah even in business and everything 
you don't know why that you have this, you know, jack of all trades, master of none type of feeling. Um, and in the end, I, f I just was kind of searching for it. I came upon the runes. I was always a fan of Norse mythology, Greek mythology, any 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 of the mythologies and stories. I was into. Um, I believed fully, and of course, all the other stuff, the aliens and the and and whatnot. Um, but when I, I one day was just in the next millennium bookstore here in Omaha, and uh, I came across the runes. I was like, man, these are. I keep looking at them. I keep going past them. I keep going past them. So I got. I had them pull out the set, and then I went. And I got a couple of books, and it was like. Uh, Whoa, when he opened up the book and it just glowed and all of a sudden I felt myself immersed. I felt this feeling of like people trying to push this information into me. And like uh, all of a sudden that, that fire was going whoosh inside like, oh, oh, this, I found something. And with all the reservation I had because I've done all this and I've been in all these different things, I, I didn't know if anybody would take me seriously. So I kind of kept it to myself for a while. But um, I was encouraged by other people, by you know, different spiritual people and mentors to go out and share this. And so once I did, and I had that trust and faith in myself, and all of a sudden they were as accurate as they were, I, I was like, I, I'm in, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. Um, and this is now a, a new chapter, a new, there's, there's, a, there's something behind this. There's not just me having this interest. But like you said, uh, it's kind of an, an awake, it is an awakening. I mean, everybody seems to have it when they get past 50, but... But you, it just it was too too in, too intense to ignore. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting too because Randy and I sort of went through the same thing. Like we experienced it together, and had we not been experiencing this, like you know, if I would, had to go through that alone, like I would honestly question my sanity. I mean, I was questioning my right. sanity even with like Randy to back me up. Like we both were like, did we just jointly just lose our minds? You know, like. Mm. Um, but it's it's not. And then yeah, there was that weird period where like. Should we, should we, should I talk about this to somebody, you know, but also this like huge excitement of like, holy shit, like magic is real. And there's like a whole realm of like shit out there. And it's like, yeah. I, I gotta start talking about this. So I was like, fuck it. And then I just, yeah, like, it's funny because episode one of my podcast was all about like the weird shit. Um, and it never had any intent in talking about spirituality. And then have the spiritual awakening and then episode two immediately I'm talking about like spiritual stuff. So like from and right. now I'm like episode 56 or something. So it's like all like, that's just like totally became like a big part of what it is. And I think, and that's why I like, I love that we're getting to talk right now because I want to inspire listeners to, I want them to understand that it's, it's a like, there's all this weird stigma and just like hot button to topics about like, it's so bizarre that like just questioning the nature of our existence and looking deeper into things becomes a trigger for people, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's like, there's something so inherently uh, important about that. And that's what, if you feel unfulfilled, it probably like, there's probably a spiritual reason for it, you know? And, and, but if you, try to define it or, you know, too much. Like that's where people start getting, uh, iffy, you know, like, and I think Christianity mm -hmm. has done a lot of damage to spirituality because like you, even you pointed out like that hey, you're going to go to hell, you know, it's like, it's a big thing for Christians yeah. to throw, you're going to go to hell out. And anybody that's like logical or rational or, you know, like that, that immediately that's a turn off. you know, it's like, well, if that's what people think, then I don't even want to fucking deal with any of it, you know? Right. And that's kind of where it, I was. It makes you wonder, though, as far as I, I for, for me, it took an, you know, 
I was open all the time. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are open to a lot of different things. Maybe they believe in UFOs or, or even ghosts, but they're not going to say that uh, they believe in astral projection or mm-hmm. mind reading or divination. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it takes, it's almost like they can't be, and this is what Christ, what, what religion does is is kind of hammer that in and say this is what you should believe you know, or or it'll open its hands and go hey do you want to believe this and you'll be like okay mm-hmm. and so you follow those precepts um but when it comes to things like this usually you can you can try and tell somebody but it, it, it takes that kind of um they need the awakening even if it's a little bit even if like they go okay well i'll, I'll do a tarot reading whatever i don't really believe this this is a bunch of bullshit and they go but it, there are things that happen during that time only between those two people that make that connection into their spirit that says that was real. Mm-hmm. That was not a coincidence. I can't rationally explain that. Other people that I tell this to can, but fuck now, I, I can't. I know that was my grandmother coming through. And, and so they get that little seed of, of well, maybe they, maybe I will believe a little bit more and a little bit more and like open up the veil a little little farther. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, Bob, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, that's... and I think that's great, you know. And maybe that will happen to other people because uh, I talk to a lot of younger people, so they haven't even gotten, you know, gray hairs of wisdom as I like to call them, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I I had a theory. I think that. Um, I think that we come to this plane and I think like what's the best way to learn a new language? It's like to fully immerse yourself. So I think that it's by design that we forget. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, do you believe in like reincarnation multiple lifetimes? Absolutely. Yeah. So I've I've been through a lot. I'm on my last. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I believe that like, um, the, the idea I've been consistently pushed to the, uh, the idea of like bodhisattvas, it just keeps popping up for me all the time. And if you guys don't know, a bodhisattva is, uh, you know, it's a, someone who has attained Buddhahood, uh, but then decides to come back in the cycle of samsara and the reincarnation cycle to help guide others to find their own ascension and find, you know, to, to make it. Because, like, eventually if you become enlightened, you don't have to reincarnate in a physical body is, is what they, mm-hmm. you know. And if I'm, you might know more about me. If I'm screwing something up, please correct me. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> no, I, you know, in, in, the, in the Buddhism that I practiced and the reason why I liked it, it was less of a, it wasn't really built as a religion and I consider it more of a philosophy. But uh, the simple fact was that uh, all the other sutras and precepts before the Lotus Sutra were preparatory to the Lotus Sutra and the Lotus Sutra taught that everybody can attain enlightenment in this lifetime. And all enlightenment is is the ability to overcome obstacles. It's not to erase obstacles because then we stop gaining wisdom. Mm-hmm. But it's the ability to overcome them in a, in a, in a way that um, that f- keeps your 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 forward movement in your life. So I really liked that because it didn't mean I had to go through a crap life, die, go through a crap life. Where am I at now? Oh shit. I don't remember. Okay. Boom. And then, and then eventually one day be what enlightened feeling, you know, in, in, in a godlike state. Um, this one, this taught me more of, uh, enlightenment is, is, is more of a, of, of, of a way to be able to gain wisdom in a, in a, in a forward manner rather than being beaten down by obstacles or letting those stop you attain your goals mm-hmm. um, you're able to move through them like a fish going upstream mm-hmm. then comes your way you just poof poof and so to be an, an enlightened one means to be able to walk the path on earth or walk the path 
while still being able to climb the walls, move around the tree, mm-hmm. yeah, walk over the rock, cross the stream. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like with the reverentism, the movement that I'm starting or whatever you want to call it, uh, theology, thought, philosophy, I don't know, is that, um, you know, <clears throat> I, the more I delve into spirituality and the more I research spiritualities from all different cultures, all different practices, I, I start to see the running theme that spirituality is just practicality. It's, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're succeeding in life and you're you're making it through it, like you're doing it right. It doesn't mean that like you you're just you have this easy street life and, you know, you're just like sitting on wealth and stuff like that. It's that's not the point. The point is, uh, like I look at uh, demons and the, the demonic representation as like weights and we, um, you know, like we work out with weights because the resistance is what builds muscle. So we're working our minds out with the demonic weight. And but does that make the weights that we work out with? Are they evil? You know, no, they're, they're there for a purpose because they, that's how we grow stronger. Right. You know, and there is a thought that I just learned. Uh, actually, I think Arif Hager, he's a great uh, I've been watching his YouTube channel a lot. He's uh, he does a lot of Norse uh, and Scandinavian. He's an archaeologist. But he mentioned that the uh, the Norse didn't believe in necessarily good and evil, but more order and chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you look at different things now in that light, whereas a Christian might look at it as good and evil, that is black, white, this, and, and what they say is good is good. Mm-hmm. Or what, you know, so no matter what religion that is, whatever that religion terms good to be, that's what you believe. But they believe that it was just a matter of everything was a balance, that there was order and chaos, demons and, and entities and different things. If they're causing you harm or whatnot, that, that is actually not evil to them, but it is chaos mm-hmm. and order is more or less because if you have somebody attack you and you kill them in some religions that no matter if it's in self-defense it is still a sin and you're going to help mm-hmm. you're, you're going to pace that whereas the north would you know you have to defend yourself and your family you're doing it you know for this reason it is keeping that order mm-hmm. yeah. um and order then if it's if it's off balance will eventually get restored if you're doing something wrong or you've done somebody wrong it will eventually restore itself mm-hmm. chaos will come back yeah. Um, a lot of people getting possessed or a lot of, you know, you, you hear demons and there's, there's ways to be able to re- relate all those things together. It, a little bit easier if you consider it more of an order and chaos than yep. a good and evil. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought that up because that was that's some of the realizations that I've been coming to as well is that uh, when you look at the world through good and evil, like it, it that perspective sort of, I don't know, maybe simplifies or generalizes like things in a way that like it's not it's not as cut and dry like you said it's mm. uh you know sometimes there needs to be chaos to unthrone the order because sometimes the order isn't properly ordered you know what i mean like like for instance like uh what's going on in our country today or around the world really mm-hmm. uh you know our government there's an order to it uh they're they're keeping us ordered um but shit's like way broken you know yeah. and so we right now we need the chaos beings and and the people to uh, you know, fight the system and, 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 you know, you, you can look at it in alchemical terms or something, the element to, again, like applying fire, uh, you know, to burn down the old systems and, and for new growth and rebuilding and to grow stronger from what you've learned, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and here's, here's something that I thought of too. We're talking about order and chaos, good and evil alignments. Mm-hmm. You and I, are, you and I have played Dungeons and Dragons, not sure why we liked it, but we did. And the big thing in that were, that was the, as children, we learned about what good and e- not just good and evil, but lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, 
what, what the hell is the difference between lawful evil and lawful good and chaotic evil or, or lawful evil, chaotic evil? And, you know, what does neutral mean? And, and we learned right then about balance. And then I found out when I was going through all this that the D&D dice I had been using since I was 15 years old back in the 80s were actually the platonic solids. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, I looked at him like, are you kidding me? So, <laughs> yep. you know, so we so it made sense to start thinking in those ways that, uh, oh, OK, well, they, why I've been playing for years with characters that were not just good and evil. We mm -hmm. always had this. We balanced our parties out yep. with people that would complement each other. You know, we were we've been groomed with this to have this kind of awakening, to be able to work with other people that we, you know, maybe don't know very well, but we're relying on, on their talents and we're, and they rely on ours. Mm -hmm. um, we're learning about their, their attitudes towards harm and, and, you know, order and chaos and where do they fall? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. It kind of made sense there. <laughs> yeah. D and D is like, it's, it's astounding. Like how, yeah, I, I was always drawn to it too. And now it's like, D&D &D is taking on this like mystical esoteric like occult meaning almost because like yeah it's like yeah. it's got the alignments it's you you play these characters and you're experiencing certain parts of yourself because I, I believe like whether it's through past lives or not like we have many different layers uh, to who we are we're different people at different times and you explore these different parts of yourself through the game and uh, oh, here's a question for you. What's your, what's your, what, like, if you're playing a character that's most closely to, like, who you would be, what's your alignment? Right. Uh, it would be chaotic good. Yeah, chaotic good. Interesting. Chaotic I'm, good is, is usually, yeah, because I, I really am. Sometimes I like to follow the rules, like, man, I, I, you know, but also I can, yeah. I will break the rules that I want to break. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't care if it's illegal, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I don't, you know, I don't want people. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's chaotic. Good. Cool. I am just hardcore chaotic neutral to the, to the core of my being. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny too, because dude, this weird thing, this is how like all of these weird synchronicities come, come into life is that, uh, I came up with the name Sig Neutron based off of Fig Newton and like, <laughs> I don't know. I just like, you know, no idea why I wanted uh, that name. And now it's become like I get so many messages now from spirits. Like I'm some like if you look at light and shadow or chaos and, you know, order, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm always they always talk about I'm in the middle. I'm always in the middle of it. And then I fucking mm -hmm. name myself Sig Neutron. A neutron is in the middle, you know, right. and, and it's uh, it has no charge either way. And the function of a neutron is to keep electrons and, you know, things together. It's a binder because you need, like, the yeah. middle to, like, hold the two sides together. And it's like, oh, my God, that's fucking me. Like, you know, it's like, it's it's just nuts, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and oh yeah, I had a, my moniker when I was writing for magazines and articles. I'd use a random abstract, uh, which was based off of random amber from the, Pierce, or from the uh, uh, Amber Chronicles where they were. And I loved this book as a kid, but they were like gods, but they would be able to start walking and change, go into any dimension. So they would create the dimension. Like there's an infinite amount of dimensions. They would go until they found. And, and, and so there's a, a, this monarchy of royal family that would do this and they have all these adventures. It's classic. It's a classic novel, but the, the, they walk through different dimensions I thought was amazing. And random amber resided on earth back in the like the 40s or 50s and played jazz in these nightclubs and he played drums and so i was really drawn to that i'm like oh, oh wow that's that's me yeah um and it ended up being what the more i got onto this stuff 
I realized that there, it was kind of like that. Sometimes you can, you know, when you're trying to manipulate your destiny or manifest something, you're doing that walk and you're walking and you're creating your dimension into that, that realm where, you know, you're either followed or not. But, but I was thinking too about, I, I stopped using alignments for this reason. I, because of that, the, 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 the good and the evil and whatnot. I'm like, because I've seen you guys make your characters do things that are, that, that's not really good, <laughs> seriously. And you're, and you change. And as we all do, we change. And we have two different parts. I have a really nice part of me. And then I have a part of me that wants to smash your face in. Yep. You know, we all have that dark side. And that's mm-hmm. that way to, to reconcile getting along with it. And knowing that there is a balance there. You might need that side in a threatening situation. Absolutely. You don't need it when you're, you know, getting drunk at your mother-in-law's. Yep. Absolutely, man. It's, you need the nice ones. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's the best way to put it, it is that... Uh, we all have a shadow self and they were dual dualistic creatures and yeah it's it's all about rather than trying to suppress your shadow it's about finding the situations in which you can unleash your shadow to the most productive healthy benefit mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of my art is like really dark and that comes from dark periods of my life and dark emotions and, and dark things like I work a lot with dark energy uh, and I channel it into my work and you know that's a healthy way to work with dark energy and right. you know like I think when uh, man I spent like it, until like the beginning of last year like I was like an alcoholic for like six years man and it was like yeah. the, the my shadow was starting to bleed into my life and I like I I was so removed that I didn't have control over it and it was starting to just fuck up my entire balance because I could you know I was just angry all the time from inexplicably angry you know and it was like all of these things just like bleeding out of me and then they showed they last year they they uh, guided us to alchemy and uh how like a part of alchemy is like you you shed the bad parts of something like if you're you know the solution and then you pick up the good parts and you take that to the next phase and you keep uh, cycling it through until you get the best of the best, until you have the, the very essence, the prima materia, the core of the soul. And then you have the, you know, the enlightened man or the, the rainbow body or, uh, you know, uh, enlightenment or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I realized, I think what I was doing was, uh, you know, I was like, essentially with the alcohol, I was applying a solution to myself that was loosening up all of these parts of myself that were float, they were floating to the top. And because I never even knew I had those parts, they were like locked down real deep. And when they started to surface, that was when I had finally faced them. I had faced that dark part of myself and realized that I have that, you know, and that's when I could deal mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, and that's what I called the beast. I stopped drinking when I started Dungeon Crate. Um, it had gotten to, you know, it wasn't like I was a habitual. I wouldn't, I mean, people would call me an alcoholic, I guess, but when you, you start knowing when you get that martini glass up to your mouth that that's the end of the night, you're not going to be creating much more. Yeah. Um, you know, and that got me and it was like, okay, well, I'll stop. And I did. And, uh, it was, you know, five years, not like I care. I can have a cocktail now. It doesn't matter. But what it did was showed it, 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 after a while, it gave you that clarity when you look back on, on what was coming out when you were that way, when you were uninhibited, when you didn't have those defenses mm-hmm. to, do any type of control. Um, and, and it does, and it does that for everybody. And a lot of people that I talk to that are the same way as you and I, uh, have had that experience. They've realized uh, a lot of times you'll find that they don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. There's a time when it comes and you're like, wait, I have to make the decision to either be to follow this path. And, and I know now that I can, 
or I'm going to continue and it's going to be detrimental uh, for a longer time and I will never uh, get that opportunity. It, ever, like a lot of people I've talked to have gotten either control of their, their alcohol intake or, or that because, it allow, because I think it just blocks, it blocks it all out. Mm-hmm. Blocks it, block, block, it, it blocks it. You don't allow yourself to be receptive anymore, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like in the receptive part. Yeah. It's like it's good and bad. And, and I think I realized like what drew me to drinking in the first place is that because uh, I also, again, yeah, talking to my other friends that also highly perceptive and like they're spiritual, they've seen things like they're on board with us. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, they had a drinking problem too. And it, we both, it's crazy. We like, we all got sober at the same time. And, uh, and I just realized like that is how we were coping with these unexplicable, like unexplained, like all this, all this information is always pouring into our brains. Like we're like bio antennas that like are picking up message from spirit. And if you're sensitive to that and you don't know how to wield it and you don't, you're not aware of it, that shit just like comes at you and it's like, you don't know what to do with it, you know? And then alcohol mm-hmm. is just like a damper and it puts you somewhere else, but you know, it's not, it's not the, the best, <laughs> right. you know, way to deal with it. <clears throat> well, even doing it readings, if you've, you know, ever, or even experience experiencing a reading and or doing a reading i know i mean i have experienced just this overwhelming emotions these these intense feelings and it's something that if i didn't have a way to ground if i wasn't aware of here's how i can go home and ground here's how i can wow okay and now i can let this energy loose or if i feel like i have weight on me or if i feel like i have something you know attached i can take a salt uh, remedy. I can do salt. I can do grounding. I can clear. I can have Reiki done. And it, there we go. Mm-hmm. Then it's done. And it's, and restores the balance. Yep. Whereas before, if we didn't, weren't aware of that, we still got all that stuff on us yep. from being in crowds, doing whatever, being at a bar where everybody's got that shit and it's all just going home with you. Yep. It just compacts it down into a big black ball inside you and becomes, uh, yeah. And the beast is like, hell yeah, party every time, man. Uh, yep, yep. Take that bottle because I'm in there. And yep. King Wayne will come out. <laughs> yep. You don't got to listen to anything. So, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a thing. I, yeah, and I think like empathic people and stuff in public, it's that that's what social anxiety is. Social anxiety at its core is a, it's a, there's a spiritual mm-hmm. cause behind it. Is you are feeling the energies and all of these things surrounding these other people, and you're feeling and you don't know how to handle it. You know, and it's like once we got spiritual, Randy just completely 180. Like she is like has no social anxiety or anything now. It's just like we just know how to handle it and we know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and this is like my main message why I want to like get people interested in this stuff is because like if if something's broken in your life, like this is this is the way to fix it. You know, it doesn't, it, you know, like you, you, uh, like you do ruins and, and, and everything, and that's what works for you. And that's like your, your method. And, but the, the amazing thing that there are so many methods. And like I was telling you, we were talking about it before we started recording is that what spirit does is it teaches you a language of context. And through that con, like we're, we're literally like walking through answers every day. But unless we have the cipher and the context to understand the messages that are coming from spirit, then you're you're going to miss the point, you know, and you might eventually come to that point through screwing up or, you know, but if you start to become conscious of the game and listen to the messages, you can navigate life much easier. Kind of like you were talking about the, you know, the, it's the point of like swimming through the that's the, that's right. enlightenment and swimming through the learning to 
pay attention to the tide and the obstacles and and swim further and mm -hmm. with less effort. And I believe a lot of people can incorporate spirituality and metaphysics with their current belief system. Absolutely. And and, and I and I think there are, are ways to tap into that if you are open to the fact that most belief systems are have a common core. Mm -hmm. That most belief systems, if you were trying to put that down onto a planet of little people there and you know you 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 would give them one system of belief in this in this area that you've developed and because you grew those people and you grew the in these other ones would have this but it would all have some sort of context and the time when it doesn't get when it gets screwed up is when man gets involved in it nope. but otherwise if you realize it you can bring in like we talk about um, you know I do Norse divination Norse runes but I'm I'm still a Buddhist I still consider myself a, a you know more of a shamanic type of practitioner mm -hmm. so yeah do i if i'm you know the, even though i practice buddhism do i believe in angels i do in a sense that angels to me are these these type of spiritual entities mm -hmm. that's what they are you know and you have to put yourself in the context of how it was told to people throughout the ages hello ancient aliens if you ever want to talk that'd be great yeah uh, but yeah it's you know that's i'm all about that and it's just like uh it's about taking that context and if you can kind of just take the best you know take what you want it's okay because it's okay to believe in in this if you want to put it in that specific context if it helps your your spiritual beliefs and your overall religion yep and that's that's where the dogma of certain religions have scared people off of that they people don't realize that you can pick and choose from each different practice whatever suits you mm -hmm. because like it, at the bottom line at the end of the day if it works for you then you're doing it right you know Right, which is kind of like in Wicca, any of the pagan religions as practices, even in my uh, in Norse divination, you look at every single book and, they, and they're going to tell you what the runes mean to them. Those were the messages those authors were given when they penned the book. Yep. But they'll also tell you, even in any of the spells and all the spell work that you do in the different uh, pagan uh, or Wiccan, this is the way you do it, but you you know tweak it to, to work for you. Mm -hmm. And you're always encouraged to do that. And I think whether it's ritualistic or, or wherever you want to stick to the letter or not, it is all about that. And that's what humans do all the time. We just have a, a tighter way of communication now via the internet. But when it was a verbal system, yeah, you did, it you know, every shaman had, did their own way of, of kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every day of your life is a ritual. <laughs> you wake up and it's like, you go through your, your, you brush your teeth, you do that, you have your routine, you know, and that's, and you, it's just, I just, people get too caught up on terms and defining things and stuff, but it's, you know, it, it, it's exciting. There's a whole world of things out there to explore and, right. and, and take what works for you. And it's like, who doesn't want to live in a world where like magic is real, you know? <laughs> like, well, what they don't realize is that they already do believe in magic. And I guarantee, and here's an example. All right. So the rune, say I get a rune and I want to, uh, carry this rune with me to increase my wealth. Fehu, I'm going to carry that in my pocket and, I, and it's going to increase my wealth and I'm going to think about that and I'm going to meditate on it and I'm going to call to the gods to give me that, uh, you know, that insight and that wisdom to make me make the right decisions and you put that in your pocket and things happen and you're like, oh, wow, it works. Mm -hmm. Wow, it, it, this really worked. Or you do a rune reading, had it in there and you believe in it, it worked. Now, there are plenty of people out there that have been walking down the street and they've found... A penny on the ground and they picked it up and they immediately they kept it not because it was worth anything because they're gonna go buy run out and buy something now with a penny uh -huh. but because they consider it good luck why they don't know 
but they put it into their pocket and they turned that little penny, that piece of copper into a talisman, a charm. Mm -hmm. Did it work for them? Maybe they forgot about it and it just worked on its own. And who knows who's to say? Yep. So that that's the kind of thing you practice that every a lot of people, if you notice, you know, their rituals that they do or they that throw in the salt over the shoulder or things that they do a lot of this stuff, no matter what religion they are. And and again, religion in itself is magic. You're calling upon a deity or an entity to give you the power and the insight to live a better life. Mm-hmm. But even on a daily basis, you're using different types of ritual and different types of of magic we're just doing it in other ways mm-hmm. and i always use the example too it's like my throat right now is like jiggling and creating airwaves that are going into your eardrums which are vibrating which immediately instantaneously like immediately paint pictures in your mind which then you jiggle your throat and then throw back sound back at me and we both know what we're talking like we're communicating with like sound like that that is if that's not fucking magic like what it what is you know what i mean like it's it's exactly we're just manipulating airwaves that create ideas in your mind like come on man i totally think that's why we don't have more uh mental communication and or it's harder and more difficult because we do live in an atmosphere that has promote uh you know sound vibration communication Mm mm-hmm that's true. Title of my next album. Right? <laughs> Dude, do you know about this? Like, I just learned about this, and it's fascinating to me. Do you know that, like, in the past, our instruments were t- tuned to 432 hertz, but for some reason, uh, all of our modern instruments are tuned to 440 hertz? Do you know about this? I do not. Yeah, and it's weird because 432 hertz is a solfeggio frequency, and it's like a master frequency. So when, with that number, you get all this like crazy sacred geometry, and you get like the circumference right. of the moon and the sun. And so why is it that we like all of our music is just slightly off a perfect harmony when it used to be there? Why you know like so some mm-hmm. people theorize like some kind of government conspiracy to just keep us like slightly off kilter, which I don't know, right. man. Like I. Here's the thing is like once you start diving into spirituality, uh, I feel like you you start riding this line of like, am I crazy? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. and I think that's part of the journey. Uh, I think that's what scares a lot of people off. Uh, but I think if you embrace this, like, okay, we're going to get into some crazy waters here, but I'm just going to be open to the possibility. I can't say if, if I can't say with certainty either way, then you have to be in the middle. That's funny. That's exactly what I say. People are like, do you really believe that shit? And I'm like, you know what? Believe is such a weird word to me. Uh, I don't believe in anything, really, because I could wake up and it's all could be a dream. So I'm just open to it. I don't need to see a UFO to be open to the fact that they could be there. And I'm ready to see one if I do. I'm, yeah. I'm open. I'm just open to all. I'm open to the fact that we might have a secret space program i'm open to the fact that moon might be hollow and filled with aliens i'm mm-hmm. open to the fact rep- reptilians might live around us do i believe in it do i believe that somebody i'm looking at is i i don't have to and i choose not to believe or disbelieve mm-hmm. yeah. and not and not but not to rely on the fact that i will not take it as a as a possibility because i haven't seen it now that's what gets me yeah I don't believe in UFOs because I never saw one. Well, you know, and all those people on the ghost shows where it's always the husband that's the dick that always thinks his wife's crazy and they're and the kids are crying and there's shit flying around. He's like, oh, you guys are just being idiots. <laughs> what the f- are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the difference between like having to have that con that's that's what they rely on. That's what if you were an enemy of the human race, that's what you would rely on, is that you you create these hardcore beliefs in a 
human being that has these great emotions and passion that will keep them there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, it's easy. It's easy to do. We're, we're freaking mush, man. It's easy to control our brains. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Easy. I mean, it's something... It's horrible to them. Yeah, something that doesn't know why it's its own purpose is, is like, is easy, like, ripe for the picking to fall for anything, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like... And I feel like that's a lot, since we've had this spiritual awakening, that's a lot of the messages that I feel like I'm being pushed to is that, you know, uh, it's, it's time for humanity to take its power back and, and start to stand up on its own. Because I, I you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I think there's some kind of higher planes of existence, maybe some kind of galactic federation that, you know, if, if humanity can get its shit together, then they'll let us into the federation. You know, because right, right now right. We're, we're fucking shit up hardcore and like nobody's on the same page. Everybody's like operating on low frequency and shit. And it's like all these other planets that have gotten their shit together, went through their uh, ascensions. Like they they're not going to let a planet into the into the grand scheme of things unless like people can get it together. Yeah. Or we're just food and they're just raising us to be eaten. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe both of those things. Too. Both I, of those. Yeah. Things I, I, I understand. I think there are multiple factions of higher beings that want different mm -hmm. things i think that's why the the earth is so there are there are many players at this this great game i think and yeah. uh you know you could say they're good or evil but you know if we say like reptilians and stuff they're they're pillaging our resources and whatever and it's, and it's like but if we can't if we can't uh work towards like opening our eyes and and sticking up for ourselves then i mean like it's it's kind of on us, you know what I mean? Like, does mm -hmm. it make them evil that they're profiting from people that don't give a shit? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, here's something that my son actually said, um, you know, because he looks at me like, what? <laughs> he, he just he pats my head and thinks I'm adorable. He's 27. <laughs> uh, and but he is also he is open to different things. He, you know, he knows the runes. He's gotten readings and stuff. But he's like, but here's the thing, Dad. What about, what does it, he's like, if it, I have goals in my life right now. He's like, I just want a log cabin back up in Alaska, out in the middle of nowhere. Not, you know, I don't want to really interact with humans so much uh, in that, in this large capacity. He's like, so what if all you're saying is true? What if the, you know, the moon is, so what if you have a secret spaceship? Maybe we have aliens living around us. What do we have all that? How does it impact me right now? I don't know. He's like, so I don't really want to invest a lot of my energy into figuring that out. And I thought about that and I said, well, Okay, I get that. So I think that that's a good thing because I think that some people really need to, it doesn't matter, they just need to get there. It's like they, they can't be switched like a light. Mm -hmm. But they've, they've got to have that capacity, whether it's in this lifetime or another, mm -hmm. they've got to eventually travel that road to, to getting that, that own self-conviction that this is real or this is what I choose to be open to and accept. Yeah. It's really just accepting it. Mm -hmm. It's not even, you know, you're open to everything and I will accept this rather than believe. Um, and, and I think that's okay because he is open to certain things. And if they don't, if he doesn't need to think about a hollow moon, he doesn't have to think about a hollow moon. It's really yeah. going to do any mm -hmm. difference. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's the other thing that I try to push to is like, if you don't have any interest in spirituality, then you don't have to be spiritual. There's like, there's no, there's no need to, there's no, and that's something that comes along with like the Christianity religions that like, ah, if you don't, if you don't do this, you're going to hell, but there's no need to do anything. You know, it's like, right. there's you'll find, and especially like I'm 31 now, so I've lived long enough to actually like sort of reflect on life and, and see how my life has changed in the path of my life. And 
I, I realized too, and especially with the spiritual awakening, uh, I was always misled. They always mislead us to lead us to the right decision. Like spirit is like, it's a real, it's the benevolent trickster archetype. It's like, they're going to go, send you right. on this quest and then, you know, it's not what you thought it was, but you learned a whole bunch of shit that you're ready for. And now it's like now time to go in this direction, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that that goes back to your point, which I'm glad that I rem- it's you're talking about that carrot that was dangling. Um, that I relate to that so hard because especially now, and it's funny, the reading that you actually gave me was uh, I ha- like basically the message was that I have this passion and like, what am I doing with it? You know, it's like, I, I want yeah. it. Uh, and everything I try, it's like, yeah, I've tried so many different things, mm-hmm. but nothing as of yet has hit that tipping point. And it, it's discouraging sometimes, you know, it's like, I, I, I waver. I, I do like after learning all the spiritual stuff, like I know it's there and I know it's got my back and I know I'm, I know I'm doing something. I just wrote on Facebook yesterday. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it. You know, right. And it, it, yeah. it, once you start to tap into your higher wisdom and spirit and these things, it's like you start to know without knowing, you know, I think it helps eliminate the carrot. And I mean, the carrot was such a big thing for me. My mom, my wife's heard it for years. And and because we are entrepreneurs, we're these kind of people that want to do our own thing, you know, make our own way and creative, just passionate, creative but the carrot was something that I didn't understand why I would get so close. I was in a band, I got signed, I was on the radio, opened up for all these people, met all these, you know, you were in there, you were with the rock stars and everything and all, but but the band didn't work and it and eventually broke up and all that fell apart. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you do these other things and you you get in what you think, you want that spotlight and you get in there and, and you get so close, you're like, I'm rubbing elbows, I'm doing this, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is great. This is going to happen. This is it. I am on my journey. Do, do, do. And then it turns and something else happens. And you get, you're like that carrot. It, 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 I hate the tease. It's like, I don't even want to go for anything anymore because, you know, why, why, <laughs> you know, why, yeah. why does it keep getting farther away? But when my, one of my, uh, this, this girl that I had as our operations direct, yeah, operations operate I can never say that word operations director (laughs) she knew the story and she's a good friend of mine and she gave me for my birthday a stuffed carrot that she had made and she she gave it to me and on the card it said I love you Wayne you've had the carrot all the time Hmm. and it was a that was a a realization that was hard to hard to accept Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all good, man. When you live your life always in need, always in need, always thinking that you're always reaching for that carrot, and you look around and realize that you've you've had it, you, you know. And I feel like, like I do now. I feel like I can again. The alignment isn't the end; it's the beginning. Mm-hmm. Enlightenment is the the beginning of being able to to swim through and and, and get through and see your life and your truth mm-hmm. easier. So yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, yeah. Yeah. So the carrot's a big thing too. Yeah. And it's like, that resonates so hard with me, especially in, in recent events. And it's like, I, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird understanding your life is, is, uh, a lot bigger. It's uh, your life is not as cut and dry, just like it's, there's no good and evil. There's not like nothing is cut and dry. There are many layers to what you're doing here and why you're here. 
and you know it, it doesn't immediately make sense all you know is that you want something <laughs> and you're trying to get it like that's that's all we know on this plane and but the more i get into spirituality the more i reflect and i look at things from different angles and and uh, these you get these wisdoms that these like aha moments that and i think that that's yeah. that's what it's about man it's about getting to those aha moments that just are so profound to you that you know, you could explain it to somebody else, but they're not gonna—they're not gonna understand. Just like we talked about earlier, it's like with a reading or with any kind of metaphysical, paranormal something. You get the—it comes along with this like profound feeling of knowing inside. And if you tell somebody that, like, they're like, "Sure, cool, I'm glad that's working for you." But to you, it's like the most profound thing ever. And it's like, this is my goal of like talking about spirituality and things is to set people on their own path to find those aha moments. Because when you find it, right. it is like, it's life changing, it's eye opening. And it's, 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 you find the magic, man, in the aha moment. Mm-hmm. I, and I think there's people out there like us that are, that are tasked to do it. And then there are people out there that are tasked to do these certain things. I was told that, you know, sometimes you come down, you choose this life, and it might be a hard one, but you're doing it for another spirit kind of for the benefit of another spirit or you're like okay i'll take that life i i know i, I want to help him you know that kind of weird thing mm-hmm. when you talk about uh for you like when you know that has this meaning for you personally that's that's different than how you can explain i kind of look at it like what they call a cult being secret mm-hmm. um and a lot of that is and i and i teach this a little bit in my workshops and and on all my stuff that that a cult is kind of I've been looking at that a lot more about keeping, you know, things secret and why to keep things secret. Now, I'm not saying keep your spirituality secret. I'm Mm -hmm. saying that if you want to, uh, you know, have a a spirit journal where you are drawing doodles every day and you're doing this as an exercise, keep that secret. You don't have to share that on Facebook to to get that need to to get somebody to to like it so that it's it gives you that gratitude and you feel better. No, Mm -hmm. this is like this is your lesson alone Mm -hmm. and you need to know and i think people also need to realize when it when it is their lesson alone um not to be shared with others and it's hard and the harder it is to me that's a good that's a sign that it's become so easy to to let our lives out everywhere all over the place that it's in that it becomes a, a very hard thing to keep authentic and it's a very hard thing to wrangle, and then it becomes white noise on certain places because where we're doing it is white noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so many voices and, and that kind of thing. But but to know that they have that non to be the exercise of having that uh, resistance to self judge, that resistance, you know, you don't share it because you don't want other people to judge you, whether it's positive or negatively, you avoid all that. You do these drawings for you alone, nobody else, not even your your mate, nobody. And then you do them. You do a bind rune and you you carve it and you put it on you or you keep it secret because it's not for any, you don't need to go, hey, I just made a bind rune for success. Wish me luck. That's that's not how it, you know, that's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And it's also not necessarily the point of it. The exercise is to be able to do those things for you. It gives you that training to to study for yourself, to study and learn yourself first. Put your mask on first 
then put it on somebody else. Oh my God. That's so weird. Randy just like you used that analogy the other day. Like no joke. Like that (laughs) exact, yep. That exact analogy. I think she may have even said it in an episode of the podcast. It's like, that's, that's exactly how she talks about spirituality. It's like, you got to put your mask on first before you put on somebody else's. That's so crazy. Like all of these weird, (laughs) like, and see, it's like to us, like this, this is profound and this, and it might not be that crazy Mm -hmm. to somebody else, but it's like, you know, it's so rewarding once you have a spiritual awakening or at least a spiritual awakening is becoming open to the possibility like we talked about. And when you have that and you have these kind of conversations with people, like I go to parties now and I I don't even want to talk about like Game of Thrones or a show or like current events. Like I want to get straight, like let's talk about spiritual shit, man. You know, and it's like, it's so rewarding and profound and amazing to connect with people on these levels because like this is what my life was missing in those dark five years of me being an alcoholic. It was like the magic is what I was missing. You know, and now that I have that, I get to like genuinely connect with other people in ways that I never even thought possible. And, right, right. You know, it's so that that's a good uh, segue into the reading, too. That was like these like weird um, synchronicity. So when you so I'll just kind of like go through like when you did the reading for me, it was like mm-hmm. uh, very similar to when Randy uh, throws the bones. Like right when you started, I like felt an immediate change in the energy. It's like the, there's like a. You know, when Randy does it too, it's like something there's like, you feel it, you know? And, and then when you were throwing them and, uh, all of these like strange emotions that come out of nowhere, these really intense emotions. And one of the first runes that popped out was actually, I had, I showed Wayne in my notebook. I did a meditation a while ago and I drew this exact rune. I didn't even know what it was. I just saw that shape and I drew it. And then, and this is like what I got in this reading, which is, is yeah, crazy. That was bizarre. Right? Yeah. I could not believe you showed me that. Yeah. And then to mm. take it even crazier is like, I was asking, Randy drew this ruin uh, from a meditation she had. So I drew it on the back page of my book uh, to show him. And there just happened to be a random scribble that was next to that, that wasn't even related. And he saw that and he was like, oh, that's this ruin. And it represents the sun. And so this Mm -hmm. like random page I flipped to, to draw another ruin happened to have a scribble. And then he showed me that ruin and it was for the sun. And the last reading that I just got with Ranny that threw the bones, my piece fell directly on top of the sun. And it's like, how you like coincidence? Uh, Maybe, but like highly fucking unlikely. You know what I mean? Right. uh, It's a kind of a fun, fun metaphor as well as, you know, something you thought you would just toss away. That was nothing was actually the message. Yeah. So when you have this focus again, that whole when I mean, you have that focus on something so hard, when actually you know it's hard to see that little sliver that there's your answer, you know. Yeah. I know that's that was that was really cool, and uh, it's interesting too because this is again, and and people might be listening to this and they go, okay, well they did a reading. They're obviously doing a, a remote reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of wanted to address that too. Is that. Uh, uh, this is why I do like to see, and you know, I do a remote reading like this, and and you'll see other readers do this as well. Um, one way that I reconcile it with myself is that is that I can see your eyes. Um, I also get your whole name so that I can focus my energies on that. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not about the. Uh, it is more like my people talk to your people. Yep. And so if there's messages there, they don't care about this. They know that we are connecting right now mentally. Yep. We're connecting audibly and we are now connected spiritually as we're starting to, you know, as you as you talk. So I, I think to me it makes 
it, it is just it, it is just as effective, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you again do the intentions, and it's all about setting those intentions. I'm going to take the time to cl- to ground. I'm going to take the time to uh, clear my myself from all the other things of the day. I'm going to do this reading with this person, and I'm going to ask for guidance, and I'm going to ask for you know, and you know the same thing. And if you do that ritual and you do those things. That's that's what happens. You don't have to necessarily be right next to the other human. Yep. And that's exactly it's so crazy. Like this is stuff that Randy learned on her own through spirit being guided. And she says the same thing. It's like her guides talking to my guides or whoever she's doing a reading yeah. for. And they're they're relaying messages back and forth from a different a higher plane of perspective. So it's like you got this like these people, these guides up there and they, they're talking to the other guides because they're on the same plane of whatever that is. And we're on a, a material plane. So you don't have to actually be physically there. We're, we're connected in mind and intention. And, you know, and right. that's that's some of the most when you start doing magic, that is mind and intention is everything and belief. You have to believe that is working, you know. Right. And believe in, in, in the way like you belief is like that intention. And I always tell people, and in, my, in fact, in my rune workshop that I do, uh, one of the first things when I talk about the runes is the runes aren't magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are the magic. The runes are the tool. Mm-hmm. The runes are like a multi-tool for a shaman, but, uh, but you are the magic. Um, the runes that I make, I, I, I sell them to somebody, they take it or they go and they buy a set like I did the first time instead of make their own. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they buy the set and it's it's a set of runes, but you take those runes. You put your, you spend time with them. You bond with them. You, you, you carry them with you. You treat them with honor and respect. Mm-hmm. And that, when I say bond and whatnot, it doesn't matter. You, you hold this, these runes in respect mm-hmm. and you attune to them. And then they become, uh, t- uh, you know, just like in D&D. I was about to say, to you. just like D&D, there, dude. So much Again, it's like, yeah, it's like. Yeah. Why we got into this game was now. That's a whole reason why, you know. Yep. And and it was but, the trail of breadcrumbs to remind us. Yeah. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. There's no other reason why the five platonic solids we didn't figure out until after we had been playing D&D for years with those things. I mean, it, it's just stand, it was just standard. We knew ex- I knew exactly what they were. But I mean, it's that kind of thing where you, you see intention and those those things are not um, I mean, there are very powerful like crystals have energy. There are very, there are objects that have energy. But when you have runes, the runes, they channel your energy. Mm-hmm. They hold energy. They have once you energize them, once, once you activate them, you start using them. They do have powers. They become magical in that respect. Um because you set that intention. You can pull out a rune and show it to somebody and it doesn't mean that's what's gonna happen to their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you pick out a rune and you, and you carry it with you, it doesn't mean it's necessarily gonna change anything, but if you take a rune or you make a bind rune or a rune stave and you take the time to carve it and then you take the time to meditate on it and pray or whatever you want to do with it to, and to, to seek and siphon out the powers of those runes meanings now is it the rune itself that's powerful or is it the fact that you know what the meaning is and you really want that intention to manifest itself it doesn't matter a quick version would be runes are magic mm-hmm. they're powerful they have all that but, but the, you know if you want to math it all out there's a system there's a reason why they um they will work and it's only because of what you put in them yep uh, this does it, it that's in it, in it, and it doesn't matter if they're runes, if they're bones, if they're dice, 
It's it is look and look at all the things that people use as magic items. Sticks. They'll use sticks, crystals, wands. They'll make bind runes. Mm-hmm. They make rune staves out of twigs that they have in their backyard. They take rocks and paint them. Are they magical? You make them magical with the intent. Absolutely. It's so crazy because when all of this started happening, uh, Rani was channeling messages from different deities, and they had her set up different altars around the uh, around the house or around the room. And then we were finding all of these little little trinkets and shit, and like they were having her like put them together and then have them sitting on the altar as offerings to these these deities that we were learning about. They were teaching us the context, so there was a reverence for these little bags of trinkets and things. And we had no, we didn't know anything about throwing bones. That was never even like a thought on our mind. And then eventually we get guided to where she's going to start throwing bones. And guess what? Uh, her bone throwing kit is. It's all these little bags of trinkets that they have had her set up on all these yeah. altars. And then she was meditating on them. She was giving them a reverence and like didn't even know that these were going to become a tool in which that she divines with. And it's like you can't make this like, up what? like this is right, right? like this is, we lived oh, wow. this and it's like Randy would not just make that shit up out of nowhere you know and it's it's like that's fucking magic man and i think that i i see like there's a really like because I, I believe that it's, spirituality is going to be much more important as we move forward as as a species because it's the next level of evolution it's like we have to start reconnecting and i think that D&D is an amazing gateway that we can start to pull the nerd community in because like every nerd that plays D&D plays it because they want to live in a world where D&D is real. <laughs> you know, right. like let's be honest, you know. Where magic is real exactly. and, where, yeah, and things are better. What I'm tr- what we're trying to say is that that shit is real. You just have to learn how to use it and you have to learn your systems and if that doesn't fucking excite you then I don't know what does, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and that was the other thing too. I was more comfortable with uh you know, with going and shopping for wands and and using crystal grids and using these because I just felt like, you know what, I'm old enough to not give a shit when anybody thinks. And I'm going to, and I play D&D and I do this as my character, but sometimes I want to do it too, but I don't necessarily just want to dress up and, and do it for playtime. There's a whole system out there that says it's real. Yep. There's a whole system out there that says I can do what I do in character for, for real. All right, <laughs> yep. I'll do it. Do I care what anybody else thinks? What the nephews and how my son looks at me? How the, the rest of the people are? I do not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I, my life is happy. My this is giving me the the ability to not care about what they think. This, you know, and and I and, and that's proof in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's been my entire life growing up. It's like I was. I was out there. I was weird, but I did it for me, and it was because that was the pursuit of my own personal happiness. And you know, I I think most people want to be spiritual, but it's the society and our journey as evolutions through humans has fucked a lot of that up. But you know, it's like you just have to stop giving a shit about what people think. <laughs> you know, like if, right. if like if if standing in the backyard like dancing naked with trees and talking to trees and stuff makes you happy like do it you know what is like, if you're not hurting anybody do it and do it to the fullest and enjoy it and and let that be you because that's that's you if right. you're drawn if you're compelled to do that that's you you know and here's something i was thinking too about uh, you know when you're now in this age of social media and and and, and the availability to communicate with people all around the world is that uh you know, yeah, you do, do just, you, you can believe in it. You could do it. Just, just do it like, uh, oh gosh, I had a point. Hold on. Shit. <laughs> oh God. No, no. He knew, he had a, yeah. So it's, uh, wait, hold on. It's coming back. 
Oh, I had two conflicting thoughts just got thrown into my head. And when that happens, I just stop. It um, happens to me all the time. To be authentic about it? Was you wanting to say authentic? No. I was talking about how, know. like, if you just want to do it, do you. Oh, wow. It's okay. It'll come back to me. I apologize. <laughs> That's fine, dude. Don't worry. Like, I, ever since I, this has happened, like, I, a thousand thoughts run through my head at any given moment, yeah. man. It's a, it, yeah. And it, especially when you're, when you're going on and, yeah, trying turn, trying to expound it to people. And oh, okay. What I was saying was going back to say like you're in a social environment, uh, at a party too, and you you're wanting to talk to everybody about that. Um, it's also good too to uh, I I I've I've started to, I don't know, I found myself connecting like if I'm supposed to connect with somebody spiritually, I I, I end up finding myself like more open to, to like now listening to them. Like I find myself I have so much to say that I find myself actually kind of listening to them first to find out when I can can say some so, so so i'm le- like listening to other people more and then you end up listening and you know i am fairly empathic i suppose realizing that that's what i'm picking up on then it gives you the clues to when okay hey maybe this will interest you and then i've learned you know it just it seems that it also opens up a lot more communication to to other people mm-hmm. even on their on other topics like i'll start asking other people what because i'm now i'm on a thirst for knowledge i'm on a thirst for wisdom so I want to know about you, man. I want to know, you know, so where I wouldn't before, like I, I, maybe I wouldn't yeah, I'd just expound on what I've been doing, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. now I got to go. Yep. But no, it's like, no, I really want to know, you know, what are you doing? And wow, that's great. And how do you, how did you come to that? Oh, really? Oh, this is, you know, oh well, here's kind of what I'm doing. And, oh, wow. You know, so it's learning about all, all, all of that too. It gave me the ability to listen when I'm giving rune readings for several people, the ability to, to connect quickly and intensely and then that can't happen through conversation that's got to happen through spirit that's got to happen through yeah. those emotions got to happen through that empathy mm-hmm. you know and, it, and it, that's when i go into the social social situations feeling more confident like you said it relieving that anxiety that social anxiety you go in feeling more confident and hey i really do care about people <laughs> yeah yeah you know i totally. care even if they, if they suck sometimes but yeah and and also when you're open to spirit, you start you start seeing how spirit subtly guides you through your life. So you always end up meeting certain people or having certain conversations. Case in point, right here, this conversation that's happening was just fluid. It just happened. Like you were like, hey, you know, here's this, and I was like, hey, and then it happened, and now we have all this stuff to talk about. Like you know, it's yeah. just it's you just when you start going with the flow, and then if you just happen to randomly be talking to somebody, you can almost guarantee. That if you look at that situation like, oh, there's a reason why I'm talking to this person. So it, it brings you more engaged into that person because you're like, well, what little nugget of information do I need from this person? Or what what can they impart to me and what can I impart to them to enrich both of our lives? Because nothing is meaningless and everything has a point. Wasn't that, uh, I forgot if that was a Buddhist thing or if that was a, there's something about that to where you are, so, there's a reason why you meet every single person in your life, hmm. even a random stranger. Interesting. Even somebody you bump into and you, oh, excuse me, but there's a reason why you meet people. And and sometimes we realize that, like, oh, well, that was a significant event. Yes, I, there's a reason why we met. Okay, there's a reason. But what we don't realize is there's a reason why I gave this homeless person some money or a blanket. Um, there's a reason why I just happened to meet this person in the grocery store and, and, and we made each other smile, mm-hmm. you know, just for a second, you know. There's a reason why I saw that kid. And, 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 you know, that you don't know it, but that's the key that again, is that you're not necessarily meant to know everything right now. Yep. 
the patience that we have to have. So, mm-hmm. but you're meant to know. You're meant to be there. Yeah. And that, yeah, the eye contact thing, they've given us messages. And every time I check out at a store or anything, I always right. look at the clerk in the eye. And we have, I feel it. There's a, and I, I feel them feeling it too. There is a genuine connection there for a second. And I always, if I focus on like sending like whatever they needed, good energy, whatever, good vibes mm-hmm. to everybody I look in the eyes. And, and they like, they stop for a second and I see it, 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 it lands, it registers to them, even if they don't know it. So it's like even, I, even talking now, I can see that you look into your camera and, and, and for some reason I do the same too. I could sit here and stare at you for the whole hour just on my screen. But yep. even though I know I can see you in my peripheral that I'm looking into your eyes at that point, you know, like they, at least you have that contact. There's something there. There's some human eye contact like that that means something. Yep. And, you know, whether it's video or not. But yeah, I saw it's you, funny you, that you, you noticed that because, yep, I was like, <laughs> yep, I was looking up because I was like, eye contact is so important, man. And that's right. something even I though I'm not looking scared. at your eyes. I am listening to what you're saying and I'm proving it by looking directly in the camera, which is like at least six inches above your eyes. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> I just thought your camera was really well placed, but now now I see it's yeah it's not. It's, it's, but yeah. it's it's a level of consideration too, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to stare at me just looking down all the right. seeing the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so to listeners out there, start like you once you start giving eye contact to people, you realize how often you don't make eye contact with people, and that's uh, leads to disconnection. You like right now in this day and age. We have to start connecting more. We, like it's uh, unity is the big theme here. We got to come together for the next phase of human evolution. And again, like I said, like if you even want to like nerd out on it, like Star Trek nerd or something, like don't you want to join the Galactic Federation? You know, like then let's right. like start helping humanity get its shit together. Because I truly believe once we hit a tipping point of like human awareness and and uh, just unity, then we will the the veil will be lifted and we'll be let into like the secret of what all this stuff is. And right. if we're here having these conversations now, I feel like that might even happen this lifetime. I don't know, because like I said, I never speak in absolutes, but there is there's a lot of crazy changes happening. And there's a reason why they woke us up. And, you know, right. so there, there's some big and stuff. We may happening. just be the heralds and you may just be like, well, I may not believe in the secret space room, but I do believe in this just like my son does. But that's OK. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a matter of, you know, sometimes we can make a call to action, but really too we can also focus on it well if you if you don't if you cannot well I, i'm not going to get into runes or i'm not going to get into this or this or this but what you can do is enjoy or feel gratitude or just take a little bit of, of nuggets of wisdom from what you hear and see in this podcast and others and then turn around and do something that's close into in your bubble in your world that affects you maybe you do help somebody else across the street or you you help somebody you know carry out the garbage um, you do something that, um, and that you don't have to really blast it out that you did it everywhere. You're, you're doing that little thing, those little things. Maybe you're, you're having a little bit more empathy for somebody else having a bad time and giving you shit. And you realize that the problem isn't you. It's, it's, they're having this bad time. It's like customer service, man. I used to get yelled at, at through customer service. I hated it. And I turned around and it, and I would make a fuck you customer into a lifelong customer. Because all sometimes somebody wants to do is be listened to, yep. heard, just yep. heard. And then they realize, or maybe you're, you're, you're judging them, but you don't realize that they've been abused or something that's the true cause of that. Yep. And uh, it, even if you just take that little nugget and, and incorporate that into your life, that's, that's, that's okay. That's what we want. Yep. You don't have to sit here and create, create, you know, 
If your world isn't in the media, isn't isn't in front of people, you don't have to be. That just means that your mission is a little bit different. And you're meant to take the ammo that you need to incorporate that into your own life. So Yeah. I just had the I had the realization today. I was watching Twitch and I saw this uh, Twitch streamer on the front page and she had like a thousand people watching her and she was just like this just dance champion. She plays this game where she dances and she has this like big community around her. And a lot of people like see these people and it's like, I don't understand why that person's famous or whatever. And so, and it's like, there is, if you're trying to find a community and you're trying to find someone that supports you and what you do, there is, the world is a big enough place for everybody to have their communities. And right. what it's doing, what we're doing is when you do something that inspires a community, you are, you're like, this world is too big to fix by just like one or two of us. Like we're each out there attracting the people that vibe with us to help them make sense of life and help inspire them in their own way so that they can go into their circles and then do the same thing. It's a ripple effect. So we're here to inspire others to inspire others. And, and that's whatever you're doing, just try to inspire, man. And if like, if there's no scene where you're at, like we just talked about this with Disasterina, like you're in the Midwest and like you don't find any like, create your own scene, man. Like create a safe haven for people that are like-minded like you and so that you guys can benefit from human interaction because that's where it's at, man. It's not yeah. it's not about like success and like money and all this stuff. It's just about like genuine, like human moments and experience. Yeah, that's funny that, uh, you know, we both have these, you said community because, um, I think honestly, I was meant to start Dungeon Crate more for that than to be a very successful, wealthy businessman. I, I you know, from the customer service angle, but also from just like I, I wanted it to be more than like I wanted this business that I was going to do. I wasn't really interested in like the, the money part. I, I was interested in the games. I was passionate about the art. But one thing I did want to do is build a community, and that's that is one of our main foundation things is build a community because it was like okay yeah i give you a bunch of trinkets or whatever you get those every month that's great you can get that anywhere but what you can't get is you know a group where you can go on and trade those items if you didn't get what you wanted and then all of a sudden that turned in from a trading post into uh, an adventurer's guild now people are posting all their stuff their painted miniatures and all these things and it got way out of hand i was like wow this is now a community hey guys and now i was doing lives i was doing lives every week I'm like, well, who would want to hear what I have to say? Some company owner has to say about their products to me a bunch of, and I would just go on and be myself and talk about things. And I would give away a prize every time to somebody that random person that commented and the same people start coming back. And then those people started becoming friends from the posts and the comments on their thing. And I'm like, holy crap. And then those people would, you know, would, you know, take the haters out and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes like it, a self-policing it, movement almost. Yeah. It just, they built a community around. I go to Gen Con and I meet up with them and we hang out, we play game and I know them now. It's like, I go through my list of all my subscribers when I'm doing the postage. I'm like, oh yeah, I know you. And they chime in and we learn about each other's lives and it's become a community. We started uh, the Nerd Babes, which is a, uh, my my daughter wanted a DM and she's wanted an all girl group. And well, those, you know, we we got it into a a way so that, if these these ladies, if they they were shy to play, and also I wanted my wife to play, she had never played. And I'm like, you might want to just once. <laughs> you know, you're editing the adventures, you should know how to play. Yeah. And then um, you know, or the couple, we had a couple people come in, and once that got going, it was like, it was weird. It was these I had found out that some of the girls, like one of the girls, uh, was kicked out 
of her D&D group and told that she wasn't smart enough to play. Wow. Uh, to learn the rules. I had another girl that um, was told that eh, she didn't have the commitment it took, and so they kicked her out. Um, when we were playing, one of the girls leaned over to her friend that she had brought, and she I heard her go, and she leaned over and she goes, see, this is how it's supposed to be. And... You know, I wanted to cry. I know, so dude. You just, like, yeah, like, you got me. You just hit and like tears I'm welled like, up right when you said that. Through? Yeah, and and there's been worse too. Um, but but it's it's like wow. So now this business that I had has turned into more than that. Now now I'm talking to, you know, I I started this Dungeon Crate Cares because I you know I've got these vets these that that have told me stories about how they use D and D to to overcome PTSD. You know, and how like I had a friend of mine growing up that was severely dyslexic. He used D and D. He put it. He couldn't read anything, but he wanted to play D and D so badly that he put his finger on the pages and he would force himself. And he would he taught himself to read by reading the player's handbook and the DM's guide. And then he knew all the rules and pissed his brother off, who's the DM. But, <laughs> but yeah, but, but it is more than just that. So I wanted to build this community. Now these people are all talking, and maybe just maybe I haven't sold the business for $4 million, $10 million because I'm meant to be here doing this. Yep. You know, maybe you as well. You were yep. meant to get, like, what you think was a carrot. You know, God, you're on TV numerous times from millions of people. You <laughs> yeah. fucking won your shit, and you're a super talented artist, and you've got all this shit, got all, you know, all this reach and fans and everything. And, you know... I mean, how's your bed of money? How's your, yeah. how's your castle? I'm broke, your toilet seat made I'm of gold, so man. broke. I'm so you know, broke. It's like, <laughs> so you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it's because you didn't lose those people. You didn't lose me. You yeah. didn't lose. And you, now, now you have that platform to get that message out to them. Yeah. Whereas before, maybe if in other circumstances, you would never have been around that platform. You would have been off doing these other things. You wouldn't have that platform. Does it suck? Eh, I don't know. I'll take it because I think the ends, it's a long game. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, man, I couldn't agree more. It's, uh, I, it, it just makes sense now. Like I'm, it makes sense why we never grasped the carrot is because like, it's, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And that's a message that just keeps popping up. And it's so true, man. It's yeah. like, and everything that I've done in my life has led me to where I am now. And now I start, I'm starting to see the path, you know? And, and it all makes sense now. Like if were I to have a spiritual awakening before, I don't know, like I don't think I would have learned what I needed to learn, first of all, to appreciate the spiritual knowledge. And I think right. if, if people aren't spiritual yet and they haven't had their own personal awakening, it's not their time yet. You're supposed to be learning some stuff in fully immersed in the matrix or whatever you want to call it, because mm -hmm. there's so much you can learn from thinking that nothing has your back and there is no other anything. You're just in this. There's so much yes. to be learned from that. And I think that's why by design it is set up that way. Mm, that's that. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? And that's funny. That's a, that's an interesting thought. And, and you're right. That's, that's so crazy. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and it is. And that's why I was saying like my, you know, like, like my son, it's just like, he's not there yet and, and you're not supposed to be. And yep. And, you, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> so um, I want to ask, because, yeah, so since we're, I'm making a point to feature different people with different modalities and uh, things. So if anybody listening is into like ruins and things like that, what's some resources? What can, what can you set them off on their path of like if ruins seems to really be their thing that wants to pull them in? Well, I would first uh, know that every everything you're going to see on YouTube, everything that you're going to read is all they're all going to be uh, 
slightly different. Uh, there'll, there'll be different names for runes. There'll be different things. But I would offer a couple of books. First, uh, I have a website, runeways.com, and I have a resources page. Um, and it's got all the links to all the books. But there are some great books out there to get started with. Um, I think The Runes by Lisa Pachel is a very small book written in the 70s. And I think it's just kind of a little Bible. It's, it's, it's easy to understand the meanings and, um, of the runes, so it's easy to study. And then I would go out and get other, other just others. Look at some other books. I also recommend Runes for Beginners by Lisa Chamberlain, which, I don't, you know, the title says Runes for Beginners, but I use this book all the time. Her verbiage, the way she talks about different things, just as easy to digest and I think you always need to have multiple resources again because they have different meanings you can't do rune readings from a book but you can use those books to discern your own meaning from them and what you're supposed to how you're supposed to read uh, Ed Thorson is a great uh, Edward Thorson is, a, is, is is also great so Northern Magic um, that might be backwards too, but Northern Magic, Rune Mysteries, and Shamanism is a great resource as well if you want to get deeper into the shamanistic uh, uh, aspects of it, uh, the younger Futhark as opposed to the elder Futhark, or in addition to, uh, along with sigils, spells, uh, t- tells all about different bind runes and whatnot. But I would say that getting a few of those books, watching some videos on YouTube, and then and then just sitting with them. The best way to start is to to just go with the, the your basic rune cloth. Get a set of runes that speak with you. You want to learn the runes? Do a daily rune pull. Pull one rune every morning. Just say what rune am I supposed to learn about today? And then you take that rune. And the whole trick to rune work is you just have to study. You take that rune and you write down in your journal everything about that you can find in your book about that rune that speaks to you. Okay, blah 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 blah. That's what this means. This is okay. You do it for 30 days. Even if you get the same rune, you will naturally have an innate feeling for those runes. I suggest doing the rune readings on yourself first Mm -hmm. before you even consider doing a reading for somebody else. That should be the last thing on your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You never go into it thinking that you're just going to, unless you want to add it into an existing practice. But even then, there should be a, a very good amount of time that you're doing it on yourself teaching yourself, learning, letting those runes speak to you because they will. You'll ask them their names and they'll speak to you and their meanings are going to change over time. Mm-hmm. The more experiences that you have and the more readings that you give yourself and see how those runes actually related to your life, they'll change. So it's it's not like it's hard to get into as long as you you know kind of take it step by step. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in using the, knowing that all the resources out there aren't set in stone. Yep. Dude, it's crazy because like the, the ruins that like you're saying, like develop a, you, you develop a meaning and it teaches you the context and stuff. They've been doing that with like different symbols and numbers and things for us. And it's like there, you just start to grow this catalog of what just a single like number, a single symbol can mean a thousand different things. And then what's crazy is then when the one time that symbol comes up, when it needs to give you the message of like something of way long ago, you immediately, your brain goes right to that old message of what it used to represent. And that's how right. you know, it's like, oh, you, you know, you just know that's what it meant in that scenario. Right. And it's not about, uh, you know, when you're, especially when you're reading for somebody else, it's not necessarily about what, you, what those individual runes mean. It's about, and, and, you, and it's hard to explain, but 
when I started getting better at it, it was kind of like on Percy Jackson when all the, the Greek started forming into English. That's what it kind of does for me down here. It's like, yeah, the runes will, you'll read the runes. They'll even say, oh, the, 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 you know, this, 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 this. But when I see it in context and I'm talking to the person and I, oh, okay. And okay, no, this is what it's saying. This is what the message I'm supposed to give you because when you put them together, it has a whole new look, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's, it's like, okay. And sometimes it'll be like, I'll look at somebody and I'll be like, okay, I don't know why this one is here. What is, what is this rune about? <laughs> Tell me what this is about. It's not like I'm going to read your mind. I'm not there to read your mind or and I'm not going to sit there and all of a sudden channel your grandmother telling you all the things you need to do. But it's like, so what, what does this rune mean? This, cause to me, I mean, here's the actual meaning of it. What does it mean to you? What, what is going on? So sometimes I'll just say, well, here's the actual meaning. But in context, it doesn't make sense. Why does why is this here? And they'll tell me something, and I go, "That's it." Yep. Boom. Okay. So, again, how would you tell your person that you're guiding, your guardian angel, you're trying to give them messages? How can you lead them there? Yep. And also, see, here's a, a little thing with that is like a lot of people call that cold reading is when they wait for like. Uh, you know, like if it's a charlatan or something. And here's the mm -hmm. thing is the problem. There are charlatans. There are people that like yeah. are just trying to rip you off and they will use cold reading for uh, to just manipulate you. But I have learned with Randy and with you, it's like, no, sometimes you have to ask for clarification and they're not cold reading. They're just trying to find the right context in which this message is coming through. Right. Yeah. And, and there really hasn't been a time where, where somebody looked at my reading and went, nah, none of it makes any sense. Mm -hmm. it, it, not once not yeah. once now somebody could say well maybe because the runes are so they have such general meanings you can really weave uh, meanings into it based on the situation i'm like well what that doesn't explain that person that's sitting across from me and i'm sweating because i think they don't think it means anything they're uh -huh. just cold yeah they're just sitting there and i go well did any of that make sense and they start to cry yep. like, yeah yes this is meant my this is like the name of my grandmother and this is like our house it was yeah and or when i'm just talking and all of a sudden I'm starting to blah, 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 blah. And I see their face just kind of go from not, you know, like kind of a not understanding to, oh, their eyes open up and their jaw drops and they're like, and they cover their mouth. And I'm like, okay, so that, you know, cold reading. No, I'm not even looking at them. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. And, yeah. And I only bring that up because like a lot of skeptic, skeptical people use the cold reading argument as like, oh, it's not real because of that. But it's like, now nah, there's, there's more to like oh. when you were, you should, you should go, you should take that mentality. If you're getting into any of this, mm -hmm. should go, go into it with a little bit of skepticism. Yeah, like, absolutely. I want to test this out and see if it works. Don't go in there with a, you know, a set intention of it not working, but mm -hmm. have that, 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 like, Hey, I'm going to, and then once you see it, you'll be like, okay, confirm. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you definitely through the spirit work and what to keep your sanity and to keep from going down major rabbit holes you have to have a little bit of uh skepticism i mean like a, honestly like a quite healthy dose of skepticism because once once you know something that it, it hits you in the core of your being that's how you know and that's when you're getting in touch with your higher wisdom so you'll know when you know but if you don't yeah. feel like you know then you might not know you know so they, you always gotta and sometimes to you're not meant to know yep you're just absolutely. sometimes and that's actually there's a you know uh, there's a couple of runes that are like that they will they, you're not meant to know at this time and and that's that and yeah it's interesting because Randy, this last reading that i just had uh my guides told me that i picked this life the way that i did and they 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 keep me on track and they guide me 
but they, they give me cryptic messages because that's what I asked for before I started this life. And it made so much sense to me because anytime I play a game or I got to solve a puzzle, if I'm doing an escape room, like keep the fucking hints away from me because I need to figure this shit out. And when I heard that, like, it's just like that emotion just welled up and it made sense to the core of my being. Of course, of course they would be so cryptic with me. And of course I would ask for that because like, this is, I'm here to like, I'm here to do some shit and figure it out for myself, you know? And, and it just makes sense. Yeah, and that's what I was told. I was told similar. I was told that I chose this life, and it's kind of the culmination of many, 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 many lifetimes that I've had. And there's, and I, you know, and I picked it, and I was able to, you know, just kind of use this culmination to finally learn these things that I've been trying to overcome. So yeah, I, I feel you on that. That's kind of interesting too, you know, especially coming in with a, if you do have that mentality of having multiple lifetimes and being able to pull from those and learn from those, if you're open to to feeling that even no matter what you believe. I think it's kind of a source of comfort too. And Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And well, and also like, I was just talking to Randy about this. Like it doesn't make any sense that our, who we are, whatever's running these bodies, so infinitely complex and like vibrant and alive. It doesn't make any sense that that would just snuff out and go to nothing. It doesn't make sense. You know, it makes more sense that we would like these are I look at our bodies as our physical spacesuits. Once that wears out, we go back and then we come back in to learn different lessons because we're placed into a different context, you know, and it's like if you were a vampire and you were the same body for eternity, like what the hell are you going to learn at some point? You're going to be tired of, you know, like right. the, like all of the good vampire stories of really old vampires are like fucking, yeah, I've had every kind of sex. I've done this. Like, huh. I watched like, everybody die. And yeah. You know, I don't care anymore. There's no more emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the, the cycle of life and death is, is a cycle of learning, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. And once you learn that, you're kind of less afraid of death. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've I honestly. And it helps. Yeah, that was when I hit my darkest moment was when my friend John Schnepp passed away. And, you know, the last time I saw him, we had just been talking about what movie we were going to start to make next, you know, and it was like, and then it was, he was just gone. And that was when I was still drinking. And that was when I got so dark because I was like, is that's it then? That's, this is all it is, you know? And it's like, that is, that's such a dark place to be in. And once I finally learned that there is more than just this life, like that alone flipped a switch in me that was like, man, wow, that was so profound that now I know that there's more, you know? Right, right. And then, it, you know, then it kind of helps reconcile the loss of loved ones yeah. and whatnot in the fact that what if they chose that life too? Yeah. What if they chose that life like my brother-in-law who killed himself a few years back and left the family and children? And my nieces and nephews, and, and we were, you know, you always wonder why that, that. But what if they were, what if they chose that and knew that, you know, they were going to, they had to do that at that time in order to help from a different angle, different side, whatever. I mean, we can emotionally rationalize it however we want, but in reality, it's, you know, you can start to see what came of that event. Yep. Yeah. And you know, not only what, what that person did in that lifetime up to that time, but what that, that death taught or inspired or whatever you know, further out outside of that, that yeah. ripple. Yep. And yeah. And I look at my friend John's passing as like, wow, look, look, if I look at the impact it had on me as a person, like it makes sense that I would experience that. And, you know, it's again, it's like things are, it's grays, man. It's, there's no blacks and whites. There's, there's many mm-hmm. layers to every single situation, to every single person. We are multi-layered beings, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, all the way. Oh, gosh. All the way. <laughs> Man. <sighs> well, is there anything... Uh, hey, you got anything else to... Do, do we cover... Oh, yeah. We covered a lot. I know. And I feel like I could yeah. seriously just talk to you, like, all night. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I have, to, I have to get a soda, though, real quick. Can I do that real quick? Oh, sure, sure. Um, Okay, so we took a quick break, and now we're back, and uh, we're, we're getting fired up. We're talking about, like, healing and stuff. You said your wife uh, does Reiki? Yes. Yes, Lori uh, was a yoga instructor, and then she uh, she stopped that for a while, and then took up uh, at the same – kind of the same time I started doing the runes. Uh, she says, I really want to do Reiki, and she – like, her mom's this crazy shaman. She heals me. Like, we go to her. The whole family goes to her to have her put her hands on us and do this – these 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 body healing techniques that she went to school for, and so Lori went and got Reiki done, and, and or not got done, but but got certified. Mm-hmm. And I, I gotta tell you, man, it's 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 strange when you start getting into the energy work. Oh, dude, and, it, absolutely. Like, here's my crazy story. So, uh, at night, like there was this there was this period where I would wake up, and you know that like moment just between sleep and wake, where it's like you're kind of aware. Uh, and you're just coming out of a dream that's like you had this really intense dream like right as you're waking up, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would wake up to like just the sweetest, most like gentle, amazing feminine energy that was teaching me how to manipulate energy. I would wake up, sometimes I would wake up and my hands were moving. Like that was what would wake me up. Oh, yeah. And uh, I asked Rani about it and she says, oh, that's Guan Yin. Like just, it just came to her, like boom, like... <laughs> And we're like, oh shit. Uh, okay, so I look it up. Guan Yin is like the embodiment of compassion, uh, synonymous with like Chen Rezik from uh, Tibetan, um, you know. And again, a bodhisattva. It's like she she achieved enlightenment, but she turned around to because of man cry, mankind's cry or the cries of mankind. So she came back to help show them the way. And she's also the uh, um, also associated with uh, feng shui, which is the movement of energy. Yeah. And oh, yeah. like so. There, I I feel I have vague memories. These entities, these things, are teaching me or reminding me. I don't even know. Maybe that maybe the dreams that I'm at, maybe they're memories that of these things that I've learned before. Because I feel like when we're in this plane, it's a it's a remembering. We're we're trying to remember. Right. You know, right. it's uh, we already know what we know, or what we we're, we have the skills that we need to accomplish what we need in this life but we have to remember them that's the game you know um and so uh i Randy had this like really bad cramp in her side or something one night and for some reason i was just like here let me you know and i was like i put my hand there and i just imagined that it was like a magnet and it was like pulling that this the this i don't know like pain energy out and into my hand and um and i'm realizing that well, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, and then immediately she's like, "Holy shit, it's gone!" <laughs> like it, it just like immediately yeah. went away. And then not even ten seconds later, I started having that pain in the same spot, like very intense. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And that's when I knew I was like, "Oh, I have to release it." So I I asked like Guan Yin if she like helped me release the energy, and she took it, and then it was it was gone. gone. And it's like, yeah. and it's insane. Like I could tell that story to anybody, but. Until you've like experienced it, it's like that shit was real. Right. I 100% pulled that out of Rani, and it went into me. And then I had a deity help me take it somewhere take else. Take it out, yeah. exactly. And, and, and it, you know, the weird confirmation is that you can read about that happening 
throughout the ages. That's how it works. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, like, the healing aspect is, is something, too, that I think, you know, some people might find hard to believe, but the healing power of the mind in itself, it doesn't matter what you believe on that. But when you feel that, when you are getting Reiki done and like my wife's hands will get really hot. Mm -hmm. And anybody that does Reiki, you know, their, their hands will get very hot. You know, it's a whole Mr. Miyagi thing that they alluded to then. Uh -huh. uh, but but it does. And it, it isn't about, you know, getting your hands hot enough to, you know, soften your muscles. It's that energy. Like they're not even touching you. Something. You know? So yep. and you can feel it and you can you can feel it. And when it does alleviate that effect, you're, you're blown away. And what do, what do you what do you do with it? Well, just be thankful. You yeah. don't have to believe it or, or you don't have to believe it or take it or accept it. You just have to be thankful for it because it's gone. And yeah, so getting more into healing is, is an interesting path because not only can you do it through Reiki, you could do it through things like the runes. I, uh, I will often use Urus, the second rune of the Elder Futhark, who is a, it's a rune of healing. It's the wild oxen. And I will lick my finger and I will draw it into my palm and then I will place it over, you know, a part of me that is, is hurting. I got like broken crap all over me. And, and you know, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain sometimes, uh -huh. nerve damage and all. And it works. And if yeah. you really put that intention into it, I can't even tell you. I spent months and Lori's done Reiki on me and it's helped. And, and I even, you know, even to the point where you're, you have a glass of water and you draw the rune on it. You're putting that intention of this beautiful water healing you and mm -hmm. and what's not good about that if that works great i'll take it right I'll, i don't even know i don't even know if it works or not i yeah. believe it i feel better when i ingest it afterwards but yep. i do it now as a ritual so every time i'm ingesting water i am sub trying to tell my subconscious mind to heal my body with this using urus as the representation now if i empower and intent urus to be magical and it is and it works fantastic yeah i played dandy i'm gonna believe it yeah <laughs> so, absolutely but you can it, it can affect you um, I mean, look at the uh, placebo effect. It's right. like all of medications are tested against the power of the human mind. <laughs> so they give people a, a fake pill and say it's supposed to be doing this, and they see astounding results, results like all the time. And they have to like medications have to beat that. And the more I do into research of like big corporations and things like big pharma, big anything, they're, they're fucking us because it's it's yeah. it's profits over people now. That's that's what's everything is wrong with society today. And the reason why I feel like I've been woken up and I'm trying to bring people back to spirituality is for things like this, because can you imagine a world in which we can heal ourselves through the power of our own mind? Because I know right. it is possible. I 100% know it is possible. I haven't mastered it yet, but that doesn't mean I can't do it. And, right. and, and through that belief, that means I will, I will eventually get there. I mean, maybe I'm not supposed to be a healer, but you know what I mean? Like I'm going to figure out whatever spiritual tools I need mm -hmm. because I believe it. And I use the analogy all the time about a backflip. If I had never seen anybody do a backflip, I wouldn't believe that a backflip is possible. So I wouldn't practice and spend my time trying to do a backflip. And same thing is it's like a spiritual, any like telepathy, whatever. Like right. the only reason why people believe you can't is because they've never seen anybody do it yet. And they couldn't do it themselves. And exactly. It's kind of like. It's kind of the analogy I used with with art students when I was doing art, and they were like, oh, "I'm a terrible artist." I'm like, "Well, what if like the room? What if you did a, a painting a day for a year? You will naturally, even if you tried not to be, you will naturally be a better painter at the end of the year mm -hmm. than you would be at the beginning of the year through the structure of doing it every every day and putting mm -hmm. that into you. You're gonna find out what colors you like. You're gonna find out what colors work great together. What ones don't." all that whole thing if you want to learn about the journey of your life like i think about doing a painting not knowing how to paint whatsoever doing one 
a day for 365 days. That last one may not be the most amazing masterpiece in the world, but it will definitely be better. And you'll be, you'll know now you have that wisdom and knowledge to know what colors you like, what medium you like to use, what do you like brush or, or do you like oils or acrylics? You're going to know that innately. And you've done that yourself. You taught yourself that. So yeah, that's a way to look at it. Yeah. And I like, especially now since I'm like streaming every day and stuff, people are like, man, I wish I had your talent and stuff. And I'm like, man, like you, you have your own talent. <laughs> and this isn't something that was like given to me. I may have been further ahead when I started in certain things. Anybody is, we all have natural affinities for things. And I believe that was a, la- a past life right. that you spent past developing life. that skill. So if someone's yep. inherently good at something, they put in the work in another lifetime. You know, it's like you can't. Yeah. I don't think anybody picks anything up and is just fucking amazing at it unless they've done it in a past life. You know, absolutely. And and with, I, I find it interesting too because I look at uh, we as humans, we we like to collect things. Why do we like to collect things when we're so transient? We're here and we're gone. Well, every human right. loves collecting things. Well, I think that we're collectors of experience through lifetimes. Like it, it only makes sense that we would reincarnate and collect this experience of a life and then have a greater pool of knowledge and greater perspectives to continue on and imply, apply that in your next life. Right. It's like yeah, an input-output. And, and sometimes, well, yeah. And, and I think sometimes in those those other lifetimes that you have and you, you have all the, and again, it's it's like being a jack-of-all-trades. Your, your whole amount of lives you have makes you that one big jack-of-all-trades mm-hmm. uh, to, to a point. And so you find that you, you collect these things or you like these or for some reason you just always like butterflies or you like this or whatnot. And it's, it might be, again, like you said, there's a, there's a reason you – you did something with them in that lifetime to where now it affects you in this lifetime, giving you an edge on other things. Maybe yeah. mm-hmm. you liked collecting and, and maybe in a past life you were building, you were a builder, you know, and in mm-hmm. this lifetime now you like Legos. Yeah. And then you grew up and you started, you know, designing buildings and then all of a sudden you're an architect and now you've just created a, you know, this, 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 this building piece that, that is a tribute to somebody or, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you find you you follow a life path or something that doesn't necessarily work out for you, but maybe that wasn't what you're supposed to. But you're just following right. something that feels familiar to you from a previous life, you know. Uh, or that you're supposed to know better in another lifetime. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You have, like you'll have that edge. Yeah. <laughs> if I was, if I'm a vacuum cleaner salesman in the next life, I've got an edge. <laughs> I'm a top salesman. Bam. <laughs> There's got to be a reason why I did that shit job. Holy crap! Right. I was having a, um, I just love to like, once I became open to all possibilities, thinking and like philosophy is just so fun and exciting. And because like I, and I realize a lot of people don't do that these days. That's why anytime I'm streaming or something, I'm always trying to get people to think. And that's why I do this podcast. I'm trying to get people to think about ways that they've never thought before. Because think about it. The only thing separating me or you or anybody is the way we think. So if you want to be successful, all you have to do is think like a successful person, <laughs> like right. you know. And if you want to do anything, all you have to do is think like the person that is good at it. So, uh, like, if we, some people are, have closed themselves off to different ways of thinking, and the more we can get people to open up their minds and think in different ways, the more toolkits that people have to solve their problems from different ways. And so, it's right. what, what, what we need to do is just get people thinking from different perspectives. And, you know, and that I think is harder and harder every year mm-hmm. uh, it, it, and it gets harder. And I, I think people also have to be aware of why it's harder. Well, the mass amount of communication, again, I'm a big, I do a lot of social media, but also I'm not really fond of it. 
Yeah, me I neither. Do, you know, I mean, you got to realize when you're being inundated with so much information that it, it drowns out what you're really supposed to be learning. And there's a whole, I mean, sure, we can go on and on about that kind of thing about commercials and about, you know, things listening to us and, and you know, putting subliminal messages in our heads and, and all that. But again, no matter what, no matter if all that is true, it's all about the one about you, again, taking that time to have a little bit higher perspective, maybe be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe think, maybe maybe try and filter out some of the noise once in a while. To to uh, to be open to accepting mm-hmm. a different perspective, and and then then all of a sudden, well, if you did it that once, now you're going to do it again, and, mm-hmm. and you're going you're to plant that seed. Uh, in Buddhism, they say, in, uh, you know, in the Nichiren Buddhism, it was like it became a practice where they would say, the more you chant, the the more benefit you get. In actuality, Nitrin Daishonin said, you just have to say it once in your lifetime. That's all you need. You need to tell somebody. You don't need to change everybody's mind. You don't need to, need to go and turn them into a Buddhist. All you need to do is plant the seed. Just, mm-hmm. chant, just tell them, say one word, Nam-myoho-renge-kyo, and, then, and that's all you need to do. They don't ever have to, that seed gets planted, and no matter how it manifests in this lifetime or the next, it's that planted seed. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of the movie Inception. I don't know if you have you seen Inception. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I after I saw that recently, I was like, holy shit. Like what if because like have you read the Kabbalion? Oh, I have not, no. I would definitely recommend that book to you. It's uh do you know anything about like hermetic principles or anything? No. Oh this is well, new. Yeah, this is great. I get dude, that's my jam. I like <laughs> I All right. Yeah. So like hermetic principles are uh basically like there's like seven principles of the universe it's like nothing rests everything vibrates um everything has ebb and flow it's all these like um it was written like three thousand years ago and now modern quantum physics is like actually like proving these things right like nothing rests everything vibrates well now physicists know that we're just made of wave particles we we never right. rest sitting here we're, we're still our particles are are waving around you know um and it gives you, it's a, it's a great, it's basically, it's like a, it's a master key that connects all of the spiritual practices and it shows you the behind the scenes. Um, mm. Oh my God, I'm really excited for you to look. I think that if you read that book, it's, it's obviously I'm, I, I feel like I'm being guided to tell you to re- read it uh, and listeners too. Um, and it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like a gift that I was just given. Oh, there you go. Master key. <laughs> of course so if you I, I you're gonna read this book and you're gonna be like holy shit i can't like okay. i'm gonna do um an episode uh i'm gonna, each chapter i'm gonna dissect and talk about it and uh it would be fun to like have a co-host maybe if you want to join me for some of those episodes or something um absolutely that would be really cool so basically i forget what my initial point was for that i think the main part of that was like you're supposed to look it up um but yeah. uh um <laughs> this, is our, this is always our problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well i think uh, too i think that is like I, I i'm starting to see when i receive messages from spirit too or some somewhere else something that's really important it sort of throws me off track so it's like that was where i was supposed to get to is to tell you that right. and now it's like now i feel that's why i feel lost because like i got the important thing out um <laughs> but hey um, oh, you were talking about plant. Well, no, that was back on it. Inception. Uh, if you got a point, go ahead. Oh, no, it was just I think we went from Inception to the book. And then I don't know right. if there was a point for that other yeah. than that it was that whole thing of, you know, a dream within a dream within a dream, a reality within a reality within a reality. Uh, right. Yes. Uh, I'm wondering. So the the Kabbalion, that's what there we go. There's the tie. Thank you. Uh, the the all is mind. That's one of the um, 
the tenets of, uh, and you, you might already know these if you've been in spirituality, they mm-hmm. run, they run pretty like under the surface of everything. Uh, so I'm wondering is it like, because I believe that the all is mind. And what if like the, you know, you know how like the subconscious gets agitated when people start making waves and stuff. Like what if we are in the, the mind of an architect dreamer and we're, we're all separate dreamers in the collective dream and, they they even in the movie they have her uh the architect creates a labyrinth a self-contained dream thing well what is a planet Mm -hmm. we can't escape this planet so what if the the planet is a labyrinth that we're supposed to be solving there's something there's hidden knowledge in here and we have to actively be seeking it and and i think that i feel like planets are they could be dreams and we're dreamers within a dream trying to figure out a dream you know right which and you know Go ahead. People, people can reconcile that just by, okay, well, that's all right. So if that is the case, then, <laughs> then you can work backwards. So, yeah, that may be too big for some people to handle. Like, wow, that's way out. But you don't have to handle that. Yeah. You just have to accept that, um, okay, well, to take it like, like what lesson can you learn from that thought, from yep. that kind of, exactly. you know, what if that's, well, take that lesson from it. So what if, what, you know, what if it, so maybe you don't believe it at all, but what if it was true? And how would that change the way you're living now? Absolutely. Um, in a positive way. How could you how could you make your life better if that was the case? And in the end, you're like, ah, fuck, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right, shit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm back in it. And then you go back in. So even then, even if you don't choose to believe that, how can you make that? How can you be open enough to it to, to be able to make the change to, to start, uh, again, affecting your own sphere? your own mm-hmm. world that will eventually ripple out into the bigger world, all those other dimensions and all those other, you know, yeah. and that, parts with you care about it or not. Yeah. I feel like through spirit, like misleading us to lead us to the answers, uh, yeah. I've developed a way of thinking that, um, think in a direction, meaning like, like, just like you said, say, what if that was the case? Let's go down this rabbit hole. Let's look at life through the lens of what if that was the case? Now, what can I learn about that? And I find all these little weird nuggets of truth that by just saying, what if that was the case? And then you start collecting those and then eventually you start to see the bigger picture. So when you, you don't have to believe that we're in a collective dream, but what, using that model of thought, what could you infer about the world around you if that's the way it was? Yeah, well, it's it's the way to get to the higher perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think most situations are always solved best when you take a higher perspective. Mm-hmm. If you want it to go the way you you want, then you have to take a higher perspective. Maybe it's not what you really want. Mm-hmm. Maybe the situation is you're blind to a certain aspect of it. So it's it's that kind of. Yeah. And it, the um, another principle of the Kabbalion is as above, so below, um, which mm-hmm. you've probably heard before. So and that led me to a process of macro micro thinking. If you want to understand the universe, you like since the entire nature of the universe is fractal and you could recreate the entire universe from a single photon, then we could solve any problem. We could understand the bigger picture if we just understand ourselves at this level. So mm-hmm. if you can understand, like if you like, does that make sense? You know, like taking like uh, say if you want to solve a human issue, uh, look at that issue between two people. And, okay, what can you learn from thinking about it as simple as two people? Okay, and now zoom out the lens into all of humanity, you know, and, like, apply that same thinking to, like, sort of understand. Kind of, like, things like that. Um, But I I don't know why I'm not doing it the best way. 
You know, it's even explaining it too. you know, the different the different lifetimes we were talking about where, you know, why is one child born and then to die or maybe stillborn or did they have life or maybe they were imprisoned and suffered their entire existence. And being able to take those kind of thoughts, too, and, and realize um, that there are, again, reasons for all those going through that through our personal timeline. And they made those sacrifices for the, again, that all is one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's all in that, that, that'll also help take that higher, uh, that, that, that second perspective too, because they, they can kind of punch holes and like, well, there's all these people die for no reason or countless dies and more. What's the point of being alive again and, and they're just dying in a civil war or dying in a car, hit, being hit by a bus? Um, you can't even begin to, to see that unless you start to think bigger. You can't even, you, 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 if you don't even if try to attempt, you have to see the big, you have to you have to pull way out. So you gotta mm-hmm. see that big picture before you can even start to say, well, what if? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that the what if moment is is you taking a higher perspective, knowing that, well, what if? Not not it's solid and written in stone, but, but uh, yeah, it's always that higher perspective. You see both sides then. You see the lines in Nazca, you know, yeah. <laughs> you see the crop circles yeah. and the messages that are in them because, but if you didn't even think that you could fly or, or do anything, you didn't even tempt it, you would never even think that that could be a consideration. And just by considering it gives you that higher, higher perspective. So, yeah. And then this is a, another Kabbalian reference is they talk about like the chess game and then I have sort of expound, expanded on it. And it's like, think of it this way. Uh, where we're at right here in this realm of matter and our human to human interactions, uh, you know, think of human civilization as a game of chess. And when you're a pawn, all you can see is the pawn in front of you of a different color. And you, all you can see is I need, it's me or this guy. Like that's all. That's it. But when you, so I think this is how mass media and, and things manipulate the people is because they're playing off of that pawn mentality. Like, Democrats can only see liberals and liberals only see like they only see tribalism and the the us or them mentality. But then you right. zoom out, you look above that, you start to see the entire board. And now you see that, uh, you know, it's never about the us or them. It's about the overall goal. And there's a game being played here and you're a pawn in it. And if you can't look ab- above the board, you will continue to be a pawn. Right. Uh, and yeah. some people might be just fine with that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and you know, and, and and we need, I guess, you know, we need those people again. Order chaos, that mm-hmm. balance, coming yep. back to all that. So again, even if you uh, don't like that, it should be taken into consideration that you you may hate somebody for like and having a certain political view or whatnot. But again, it's taking the higher perspective to like, what can you learn from that that dichotomy or, or that 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 friction between you and this other person, mm-hmm. or you know, what can be learned from it? Yeah. Again, that then then you're then you're starting to think of. I'll take a higher perspective, and then you decide where you land mm-hmm. after that, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. Oof. I tweeted. So uh, many topics. So I know, right? <laughs> like rapid firing them off, man. I love it. Um, yeah, I just tweeted uh, the other day that um, live your life like every moment is trying to teach you something. And if you look at every situation as not random, but as it has a point and there's something to be learned, you can radically change your life overnight because you immediately you go from feeling lost and at the uh, like uh, overwhelmed by the randomness of things to there's a point to all of this. I just need to find out what it is, and then it gives you a direction, so you don't feel right. so lost. You know, all right. and even knowing that, yeah, maybe a, a leaf is just a leaf, 
but you're realizing that, you know, mm-hmm. you're realizing you, you're learning something from everything you constantly do. You're putting more information in those acoustic records up there, or pulling more down. Yeah. Um, and just knowing that and being aware. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to even go on now about this. I'm like feeling like I'm just like, okay, wait, where, where, what are we talking about? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I love these conversations and like, I, I feel like I'm so blessed to have them. And I, I thank the universe for putting me in contact with people like you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I, like I had a conversation with like Scott Hovey and stuff and he's like, he's an artist and he takes all of his inspiration from nature. And that, that's his divination. That's his, like, tools. And it's, like, it's so cool to talk to everybody and see. We're all talking about the same things here. <laughs> it's so unifying. Right. We talk about the same things. They're just called different, and there's different ways of doing it. And if you accept the ties that bind everything, you see how connected we really are. And, right. you know, and that's, that can solve the world's issue of division because we're not divided. We're all in this crazy mess together. No getting out of it. No. <laughs> well, maybe there's who knows, you know. <laughs> Never know. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, that was that, that was awesome. Like that was a great conversation. And I yeah, I do like definitely want to continue to talk to you like outside the podcast too. Like um sure. let's I think we yeah, let's make it like a reoccurring thing where we like touch base, compare spiritual notes and uh, see what we can figure out because it's like this is exciting mystery of life and everything dude yeah like, and yeah I, i'm happy to play it out with you with your people and and i'm also just yeah happy for you and i to kind of figure this out too because the first time that we do this and you have stuff written down already in a journal i mean i think there's a lot for us to be able to discover yeah about that that, that then later we could share too That'd i be mean great. the fact I'm that you, oh yeah that yeah we could always do yeah i mean the fact that you saw the, uh, like a scribble and you're like oh that's a sun ruin and i just had a reading where i was literally on top of the sun like and that was a reading from ranny like what the hell you know like it's nuts yeah yeah we'll take that sign yeah absolutely yeah and i've I lost got, more money on less signs you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on i got lots to think about um but uh yeah man well so where can people find you on on the interwebs uh well uh for my rune stuff if you'd like to learn you know see the the, the page that's runeways.com and uh i also am on facebook under runeways you can check me out there i have different events locally that i do how do you spell uh, that ways like uh w-a-y-s okay cool the way of the rune nice runeways <laughs> uh worlds of waynecraft is my my crafting site uh my etsy site and all that stuff where i do I, i've been making runes on there so if you want to uh, purchase runes. Uh, these are runes that I have drawn and then had my etching machine do. So I actually hand drew all the runes uh, and crystal grids, things like that. And then, uh, yeah, Dungeon Crate, dungeoncrate.com. Uh, go there if you're a nerd and you like nerdy things. I will send you lots of them. And uh, what is the other thing? Oh, yeah, uh, Necronomicast. If you like horror, uh, you can also go back and listen to the episodes that you were on, Sig. <laughs> But that is a podcast called The Necronomicast, and you can find that too at necronomicast.com. Also, if you yeah, have, and I will put all of these in the show notes or like the description with links so you can click on them. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if, uh, like, I don't know if you ever have any episodes you want to, you want to meet a guest ever on Necronomicast, I'm, I'm down. So. Oh, good. Cause yeah. I'm also going to pull you in on the Dungeon Crate podcast too. And yeah, maybe D&D 5, you know, I don't know what you play. And then, uh, yeah, for if sure. I am like, I'm down. Like, it's, you just, especially now in my life, like where I'm at, it's like, 
I feel the connection and I know it's for a reason. And it's like, I, there's a yeah. immediate, definite, distinct and important connection that's happening here right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm excited to continue like all the things, man, let, let's, let's collab. And I know they'll fall into place when they're supposed to, <laughs> like, right, we'll, right. You know, we'll figure it out. Yeah, don't forget Dungeons and Drag Queens. I'll do a box. I'll do a drag. I totally dungeon, would love that. That would be awesome. Dungeon Queen box? Yeah, it could be something like that. It'd yeah. be fun. We'll put it together. I'll have to fly out. We'll play. Totally. For sure. Yeah, that'd be great, man. <laughs> great. Absolutely. Um, well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much. And we have so much to talk about. And you oh, will definitely yeah. be back uh, for sure. And I think people are really going to enjoy this episode. Uh, a lot, we, we laid a lot of info on you guys. If you don't right. understand it like right away... Just, you know, it's it's floating back there, and maybe it'll make sense at some point. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Hey, it will. You know, it will for everybody. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, thanks so much, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Sig. Take care. Yeah, you too. So definitely check out Wayne on all of his platforms and all the things he does. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, if you want to help support the show, Sputron, or any of the artistic weird endeavors that I'm doing, a good place to do that is our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash rancig. Uh, you also get a uh, access to a whole bunch of content that we don't post anywhere else. Like uh, I do sculpting tutorials, special makeup effects tutorials. Uh, we do bizarre photo shoots with Ranny and sometimes me and uh, you know you get a lot of like fun stuff and we also do a monthly vlog that is only for patrons so uh, yeah we definitely we appreciate all the patrons support so if you guys are patrons and you're listening we thank you very much and uh, yeah and also follow us on all the social medias uh, I stream weekdays now I have a set schedule for twitch streaming I stream 1 p.m. to f- at least 4 p.m. pacific time weekdays so it's easy to know when and where to find me on twitch.tv slash signeutron I also uh, dual stream to Facebook on my Facebook page it's signeutron sleazy universe just search that on Facebook I'm starting to make better use of that now so that's a good place to follow me as well um, and then just at Signutron on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, our YouTube, which I'm also uh, constantly uploading to that too. We're like putting out content on all fronts. It's youtube.com slash Rancig. And if you want to book like a spirit reading with Ranny, um, go to rancig.com. And uh, you can do that. You can book a meet, uh, reading over Skype and things like that. So also, if you guys have any, if you're a practitioner or you have any kind of um, interesting take on spirituality or anything uh, and you would want to be a guest on the show, hit me up, signeutron at gmail.com. Also, if you have any interesting uh, spirituality stories or just paranormal or something strange that has happened to you that you feel like it might be related to all these things that we talk about, uh, send me an email and I would love to share your story on the podcast. And if you don't want me to share a story, just let me know. Uh, I'd still like to read them because I'm getting emails about people starting the meditation practices that I'm like letting, telling people about and uh, they're experiencing results. And I love hearing that stuff. So if you're trying out any of these techniques and if things are working for you, hit me up, let me know because we are living in a giant labyrinth puzzle and maybe you have a piece that we all need. So till next time, guys, Uh, stay weird. Stay open-minded, and remember, if you're not looking, you're not going to find anything.